any other mayors, but I did check in with the U.S. Conference of Mayors earlier today, and mayors throughout the country are going to be making statements and are going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be uh, discussing the events of the past week or two in regards to gun safety. Couple of points that were, were all agreed upon. One is that the Obama era requirements in regards to who can uh, properly obtain a weapon that were undone by Donald Trump uh, needs to be restored. Secondly, we've got to take stronger steps in regards to background checks overall. Thirdly, work needs to be done in regards to limiting the fire capacity uh, that any individual needs. And if we could use what's needed legitimately by a, by a hunter to set that standard. Now, the big point is this. The question is, What's different this time than after prior mass shootings, prior shootings in our schools? And there is a difference. I don't know that it's going to lead to the reforms that are required in our society. But this time, the classmates of the deceased, the students who survived the mass shooting are taking over and taking control of the conversation. I find some humor in that some of the right-wing antagonists on this issue are claiming that Democrats are manipulating these students. And I can tell you, as one Democrat, as one mayor, we have nothing to do with what these kids are doing, but we are very excited about it. That this may be the time when the last shooting doesn't fade, but is kept in the forefront. And I think these kids have said it better than any of us ever did when they asked the question, are your guns more important than your children. I want to go back to the Second Amendment for a moment because between the courts and the NRA it has been so distorted and so manipulated that people just think that it provides for gun rights. It does not. The leading statement in the Second Amendment is that in order to provide for a militia, it's to provide for a militia. It's not to let everyone have their own personal army. It's to have a well-regulated militia. And so we've got to go back to the Second Amendment and we have to put this in perspective. 
We also have to recall that at the time that the Second Amendment was adopted, it wasn't possible for a single person to fire hundreds of rounds within a matter of minutes. And so, like so many other people in our community, I look forward to what our own high school kids will be doing, our own high school students. I look forward to what's going to happen coming out of Florida as these kids march on Tallahassee, as they march on Washington on the 24th of next month, and as they show their presence here on the 14th of March. We are going to be followers. They are going to lead this discussion, and they are going to test our values as a state and as a nation. I want to make one more comment specific to Wisconsin. One of the things that we've witnessed over the last several years is the presence of more and more guns, illegal guns, since the adoption of conceal and carry. Now, the advocates of conceal and carry will say that was designed for the legal ownership and the carrying of the weapon. But when that bill was adopted, it sent a message. It sent a broader message that we were going to lower our standards and we were going to, as a state, tolerate more and more weapons, whether they were legally concealed or not. The public safety in Wisconsin was just fine before the enactment of conceal and carry. I want to also note that one of the reforms that's necessary is the collection of data. Right now, the Center for Disease Control cannot collect vital information that we need showing how deadly the murders have been from both legal and illegal guns and suicides in this nation. It's old data, but then again, we're not allowed to get the most current. There is a 17 times greater likelihood that if there is a weapon in the house, that it is going to be used either in committing suicide or against a friend or a loved one or the owner than it will ever be used in regards to self-defense. That's what the numbers, that's what the data says. And we know that in those nations, nations that are free and democratic, when something is done to rein in the terror provided by these weapons, everyone is safer.
So uh, I join with, with other Madisonians in, in looking forward to what area high school students will be doing and hoping that they can carry a message, a lasting message to those in power where up until now we've been ignored. I also want to point out for those who ask the question, what would the city of Madison do? City of Madison once had an ordinance that said can't sell a gun in the city. We came very close to banning handguns, except for law enforcement personnel, retired law enforcement personnel, and those who had the, the, the weapons for sporting purposes. We are preempted. We cannot do anything about it. The state legislature took that power and authority away from us. So even though we may have some ideas and solutions as to how to address this great public health problem, we are powerless. Thank you. Questions? Uh, I guess I know you just said that you preempted by the legislature, but has there been any communication or conversation with uh, members of the legislature? Well, the last time we communicated with them, they laughed at us. You'll recall that when Conceal and Carry was passed, they did give us certain authority to ban Conceal and Carry weapons, all weapons, from City Hall, from our parks, from our schools, from our other public buildings. They didn't give us the authority to stop the carrying of guns on city buses. We asked them for that, to, to repair that deficit, to, to allow us to have that authority over everything we own, including our buses, and they laughed at us and said no. So then, as governor, would you allow municipalities, was that some policy you support, that allow municipalities to not sell guns in their community? What, and I, what, I, what, I, think, what I think a governor ought to do is first strengthen the laws on a statewide basis, and then secondly, uh, give uh, local authorities uh, the independence to enact tougher laws if they wished. Um, I believe there has been some training or cooperation with the police and school district. Is there anything more starting? Just keep the podium mic up. Don't turn it down. Well. We've got the educational resource officers in the schools. There's been some controversy about that. I think it's very evident from the standpoint of safety among the students that, that we have the educational resource officers. And it's very evident from all of these mass school shootings that we've got to have officers, uh, especially in One of the things that, that I've heard proposed, and I, I find it, I find it, uh, I find it an interesting element for discussion, is this: Should there be taxes 
taxes on weapons and on ammunition, and the money be used to then fund uh, officers in our schools. Why not have uh, the industry that has, has caused so much heartbreak uh, pay for protecting our kids? Anything else? Cool. Thank you.